0: This week on Invasion, the podcast, good news for birds of prey, bad bad news for the the rest of the world.
1: What's in the DNA of a good, bad movie? We search for clues in The Velocipaster, And we go all
0: the way back to the year 2018 for the box office barometer. We bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon. The arrival of a spaceship just a minute Ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. Flying saucers have invaded our planet. People of Earth, attention. It's the invasion of the podcast. The whole world is under attack. Can it survive? And welcome to Evasion of the Podcast, where we try to take over the world one listener at a time, uh, because they're only allowed in small groups. Uh, my name is Paul, and on my left, in the same room,
1: is Steve. I'm actually six feet away. It's like that table in Batman that Vicki Vale and Bruce Wayne are meeting <laughs> yeah, at. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, no, actually, like, when we normally record, Steve is sitting in my lap, so we've actually made sure <laughs> that's not happening, because uh, we only have one microphone. So I had to actually go out and invest in a second microphone. No! um yeah uh lots changed in a week i was making jokes last week about how i was looking forward to having empty movie theaters and i got my wish um because they're being closed in ohio (laughs) like (laughs) so yeah i didn't take advantage of my window when i had it and yeah uh we are living in some strange times
1: you Um, know what's weird about that and i'm sure we'll probably get into this uh once we get the news but uh my wife had sent me the story about the theaters closing or whatever and the early like VOD stuff and I was like, I really want to see the, the hunt, but I'm like, I don't know that I want to spend twenty dollars just to rent it. And she's like, we'd spend more if we went to the movies. And I was like, you know what? that's actually a good point no, that's
0: that's why yeah like so yeah, you're absolutely right there's there's a couple of, of movies that I, like when I saw what was going on, I'm like, oh, now I can kind of watch it on my own terms, and I'm actually kind of excited about that. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll talk more about that in a second. Uh, our topic tonight when we get there is uh, The Velocipastor. It's a film that you may or may not have heard of. Um, it is, it was, it's, it's a film that was made for a low budget uh, that was kind of a passion project, but also kind of a joke that I've had friends come to me and be like, oh, have you seen this film? And I kind of want to dig into its guts about like, is it is it a good bad movie or what what makes a good bad movie i know this is a matter of taste it's a matter of perspective but i feel like steve and i have done enough waiting through the shit that we can kind of like we we have our opinions and we've had some research mm-hmm. like we've we've done the work to kind of i, I think that we've went through a lot like a lo- shocking dark we've went through a lot
1: <laughs>
0: to kind of i think i think we have we have a position of information we have a foundation of like, viability, I think. Yeah. You know, like, validity, what I should say. So we'll get there when we get there. And then we have a game that um, I just made up on the, the before we got here, because I forgot, because of the stress of everything going on. That's not true. I just completely forgot. We're going to get some box office barometer. So the weekend, um, strange. A, so what did you do for St. Patrick's Day? Probably. Well, that's Tuesday. What did you do over the... What, no, <laughs> uh, everybody celebrates St. Patrick's Day on the weekend, right? That's what I did. I went over to a friend's house before... Like think, we, we were supposed to have a like, small group like gathering, less than 100, <laughs> so thankfully there was less than 100 people in this house. There was like 10. Okay. And uh, we watched um, a couple Leprechaun films and then had food. Um, that's what we did. And I drank a lot.
1: How far into the Leprechaun series did you make it?
0: Well, it was funny because when uh, when Mary and I got there, like we kind of talked to the, our friends that were hosting the party, and they're like, well, we've all seen the first one, right? We're like, yes. So we immediately started with two got to three and uh my the for, the person that was having the party really wanted to get to leprechaun in the hood
1: mm-hmm. and we
0: thought that was the fourth one it's it's the fifth one so we skipped in space oh. to get to the hood um yeah um that was the first time I've seen any additional leprechaun films um you know like there's fun to be had in those mm-hmm. but they're also kind of annoying.
1: So you didn't watch the the uh, remake with the WWE produced remake of with uh,
0: Hornswoggle? Yes. No. Sorry, a now independent promoter named Swoggle because he can't use the name Hornswoggle. That's really weird. Well, because it's owned by the WWE, and he so there is the local wrestling uh, affiliate here called a Absolutely Absolute Intense Wrestling. Could he just
1: be the wrestler formerly known as?
0: Yeah, but if you're gonna make a card, you're gonna you, know, you got
1: to put a name up there. So he just goes by Swoggle. You get a, a prince like you know, yeah, symbol.
0: But he actually is an AIW a great amount of time. So I've seen him okay. wrestle. So when I was talking to, I think we mentioned uh, like a few episodes ago. I went to go see an AIW show where um, ICP was there. Yeah, that was the match that had Swoggle in it. So. Oh. Like, just think about the waking nightmare is like, you're watching all this. You're like this in and, and Hornswoggle is a little person. Uh, he is, you know, he wrestles and he carries himself. Okay. In the ring, but you have to have a, s- a suspension of disbelief when he's wrestling against people that are like three times the size of him, but he can, he can move and he knows how to sell a gag, but it's like, you have this whole like tag team thing going on where it's him. And then you have like one of the tallest wrestlers of the promotion who has to be like close to seven foot, just railing on him. And then the sound clown posse show up. It's like, if I would have been like, Steve, I had a weird dream that I saw this happen, be like, that's a really dumb dream. Nope. That actually happened in front of me.
1: It's weird. So, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: but, yeah, I've not, I did not watch uh, Leprechaun Origins or whatever it is with um, Swaggle. Yeah.
1: yeah. I will say every time I see um, on, like, whether it be Voodoo or iTunes, any sort of digital channel where they've got bundles, it's like, I don't know, I feel like there's, like, seven or eight Leprechaun movies at this point and it's always like dirt cheap but i can't bring myself to spend the money cuz I, I i've only ever made it like i think either halfway through the second one or halfway through the third one and gave up
0: yeah like the thing it's frustrating about it is one warwick davis is great like he mm-hmm. he leans in so hard and chews the scenery so hard that he knows what kind of movie he's in and this is this and it's like how many people could say that you're a known commodity headlining a franchise because like you know um horror films have a really low bar for bar entry for like distribution and people to watch Mm -hmm. and which that oddly ties into what we're about to talk about later with the Velocipaster, Right. So like there's, there's a really low bar for entry. And if you put in just enough money, you're going to be guaranteed almost a return on investment. So if you have like a commodity and you make sequels, People are going to be like, I got to see what happens next with that leprechaun,
1: even though, which whatever. What, he's in space now? Sure. I got to see this. But I like how
0: each film shows him being dispatched in different ways. And then the next film picks up with, like, so what?
1: We're going to tell a different leprechaun story. <laughs> um,
0: the third one takes place in Vegas. So I don't know if you've seen that one or not.
1: No, I don't think so. Yeah, it's like
0: you have to kind of wade through some muck to find some fun. There's actually, like, like, it's how like the 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 movie's corny, but then like the gore is ridiculously like, ugh, that's over the top. And some of the jokes land really well. And like, not even like the ones where the leprechaun's making like a like a rhyming gag or whatever. There's a couple times where there's some pretty funny things that happen in the movie on purpose that you're like, they know what they're making, but then the rest of it's just ridiculous and dumb. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like it's It's like you could probably do like a 15-minute supercut of each film and be like, this looks amazing, you know? And, yeah, so it was fun, especially with the group of people, to sit down and watch. Uh, There was a bit in the second film where this guy was being enchanted by the leprechaun. I forget why, but he thought he was looking at a beautiful woman that was taking her top off. So he went up to motorboat her, and it was actually him putting his face into a lawnmower. It's like, that's messed up.
1: I feel like I remember that. Yeah, probably,
0: but it's like, oh. All right. Well, there you go. That's like it was. It was. It was like a, just an amazing amount of gore, and it's like this doesn't make any sense. But that's kind of awesome. So,
1: yeah. I mean, for all the love that I have for all the different horror franchises, it's it's the one that I'm like, eh, I'm good. Like I, I don't. No, because it keeps making out. up
0: these different rules. Which I mean, it's a leprechaun. Like, what do you what do you do? You know, like fine. Like it's 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 definitely. I wouldn't even put it like B. It's 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 the C level when it comes to like franchise people. But everybody knows Leprechaun, and also yeah, like like every time I hear the name Leprechaun, I think of the Wayne's World bit. You know where he's like, "I'm the Leprechaun." Yeah. And like he scares <laughs> Garth. Yeah,
1: yeah. I uh, I don't know that I'll ever revisit uh, the first Leprechaun, or apparently I've seen some of the second one. Um, but uh, I don't know. Well, maybe next year for St. Patrick's Day. If you we have time now. Enough. Like yeah. why wanna- not? That's, that's true. I've got nothing but time.
0: Well, because, like, so yeah, we're all self quarantined except when I let people in the podcast. Um, because I feel like this is my way of, of you know, you got it. There's not new content being, everything's on halt. Uh, Matrix 4 is on halt. Like, Invasion's not. Like, you know,
1: the new Batman movie's on Yeah, hold. it's on halt.
0: Yeah. Halt, hold, halt. halt, whatever. Um, so. Yeah, uh we're going to keep making content, so that's what we got to do. But uh in the meantime, there's been a lot of downtime, so I will admit that I got caught up. I watched all of season 4 of Better Call Saul that was just released on Netflix. Okay. Um I broke down and bought the season pass for season 5 on a PlayStation Network. So, season five's actively going on. So, I'll be getting like, you know, episodes weekly now. Okay. This is the first time I think since Better Call Saul's come out that I'm actually caught up. Hmm. That show is amazing. Like, it is phenomenal.
1: Yeah, I feel like I need to watch Breaking Bad first before I move on. Oh, that's to right. Salt no, no, console. no, no, no. you would need to, yeah. yeah.
0: So, yeah, you got a lot of ground to cover. But, my God, it's, it's great. Bob Odenkirk's amazing in it. And for as dark as the series getting, the last episode actually had a great comedic montage throughout it where his character was coming up with daily reasons for why – a company couldn't come and like destroy a house because of Im- not eminent domain, but like a bank bought the the land and they keep trying to take this guy's house. So he keeps coming up with a new thing each day that holds up the crew for why they can't take it, and it gets more and more ridiculous. And it's all like plausible, yeah. and it's just really fun. It's a, it's fun. It's a great show. Oh, um, that's cool. Yeah. And I started getting caught up on Picard. So I feel like this is my time now that every show on Netflix, then I'm like, I'll oh, get to it maybe now i'll get to some of this yeah you know
1: so um i spent my weekend indoors uh like most people i uh, i only went out this week to go to work i just got the okay today to work from home the latter half of my work shift today was setting up at home for
0: which is weird because steve's an exotic dancer so i don't have no idea how that's gonna work oh i got a webcam <laughs> <laughs> um
1: but uh, we did watch uh, a few movies. We watched uh, *Knives Out*. Uh, enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, the only thing that bothered me was, and it, it's not even the How film it itself. How screwed up
0: the Star Wars continuity?
1: No, uh, Kathy was ahead of it, and like, I don't like watching movies and then somebody else is ahead of it, and you're like, damn it, I yeah. wasn't the one. Like, I, she got movie- to the ending quicker than than I did. She also got to, she she brought up things that were happening in the movie there's a, a plot point about some dogs barking that she was like, she's like, yeah, but he's the only one the dogs bark for him. Like, damn it, I didn't, yeah. I didn't catch that.
0: Yeah, so like, but the thing is though, the movie keeps putting out things to reward you but then taking it away from you yeah. and like, that's why, that's why I don't think it's a murder mystery and I don't think it's a whodunit because it's like the way, it kind of, but I think it takes that framework and keeps twisting it mm-hmm. like, because it's Ryan Johnson, you know, and it's just, it's a delight. I just, I thought that movie was just wonderful throughout Daniel Craig is amazing in that. Like I just love his foghorn Leghorn accent that he has. Yeah. Like I just it's a funny movie and it's just a It's just for being like about a murder, it's a romp. And it's like you yeah. don't find that stuff in the theater anymore. Well, like,
1: you also don't expect the the actual like murder to be solved or not solved at least for the
0: like the audience the knows audience. why. Yeah, yeah, the audience
1: yeah. knows why about And that's not a spoiler. Half you find hour that, in, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, I dug that quite a bit. Um <laughs>
0: And the young lady that's the female lead in that, like this is like one of her like first big projects. Okay, amazing. Like I yeah, forget her name on really top good. of my head. I hope she gets everything because she a gauntlet of things she had to do, and she funny as well. Like I, I just thought I, I'm glad that you watched knives up.
1: Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Um, the other things that we watched, um, I don't know. Are you familiar with John Mulaney at all?
0: I am. I, I mean, I I dabble. Okay. Like so,
1: <laughs> he's Spider Ham. So I knew that uh, he was a writer on Saturday Night Live, and we've watched the episodes that he's hosted. Well, he was and co-creator
0: Stefan, too.
1: Yeah, that yeah. that yeah. I knew. But yeah. we've always watched and been like, wow, his monologue's really funny. We should give his, like, his comedy acts uh, or comedy concerts, whatever you want to call it, a try. Special. Specials. Thank you. Um, and we went through, I think there are three of them on Netflix, and so we went through all three of them this weekend. Nice. And they're really funny. He's a really funny guy. Like, um, I'm not a huge stand-up guy. Like, I, I like stand-up, but it's not something I seek out. Like, it felt like in the, like, late 80s, early 90s, like, stand-up was just everywhere, so you just kind of absorbed it. Yeah. And I don't know why. I'm I'm not as quick to, like, oh, there's a stand-up special on Netflix or whatever to watch it, unless it's somebody that I like. I think before this, the last one that we watched was the Michael Che comedy special. I think that was, like, from two years ago. Um So, it's been a while since I've actually watched something like that. Uh, But yeah, Jonathan Mullaney's hilarious. And then the last thing that we watched that was new was uh, um, Fighting With My Family, which knowing absolutely nothing about current wrestling, not knowing who Paige is, I can say that if you're not somebody who's into wrestling, it's a very satisfying movie. I imagine if I watched wrestling, I'd probably get more out of it. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that movie. Uh,
0: Do you know who directed that?
1: Uh, I believe it was. Um, uh, it was I remember the, remember. the guy from the office. Um, oh, was it Is is it Stephen Merchant? Yeah. Okay, because he's in it. I didn't he's know in that it, he directed he's in it, but I think it. he's the director of it as well. Okay.
0: Because like Paige is actually she's British if I right. remember right. So this is kind of like a, like a, like a semi autobiographical story of Paige and her coming into the WWE. And uh, like it's so it's uh, Nick Frost and the mother um, Lena, Lena Lena Headley uh, Lena Headley so you got um uh, you know you got your um your, your Game of Thrones in there as well uh I was, what was her name in uh, Judge Dread it was uh oh God uh, um. uh what Mama was it not Mama was it something anyway anyway
1: it yeah. was something along yeah. those lines so you
0: got you got Nick Frost and her being the parents of the the you know this girl Paige and her brother right and it's about them kind of finding their way through yeah and. It's produced by WWE, so of course they're not going to paint themselves in the worst light. But it looked like a film that I think I would dig, and also the fact that like uh, uh, Stephen Merchant didn't really like no wrestling, but he just knew like you know family stuff and knows comedy. Yeah, it's like pretty interesting like way to put that together. Like I so I've not seen it, but.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's on Prime right now, so if you have a Prime subscription, it's free to watch. And us uh,
0: remember that the, the trailer had The Rock come in and actually, like, be him, be The Rock.
1: Yeah, he's he's <laughs> he's got, like, two big scenes in the movie, um, and actually Vince Vaughn has a pretty decent-sized role in it as well, not as Vince Vaughn. Oh, um, I was hoping David Arquette he's would He's playing show up. a Vince Vaughn type. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I was hoping David Arquette would show up as, like, David Arquette, the wrestler now. I don't know if you know that David Arquette actually goes around and does, like, actual wrestling now.
1: Uh, Yeah, I wasn't sure what the, because I'd heard that, like, I remember he'd done some promotion or stunt for a while, or a while ago for a film, but there was, he was limited to what he could do because of insurance on him and that kind of thing. Yeah. I'm not sure what the. Cases. So now. he was in that
0: film, Ready to Rumble, years ago. That was about WCW. Like okay. it was like brief, kind of aligned. I haven't seen the film, but then he ended up getting tangled into an actual storyline in WCW that they brought him in. He actually won like the heavyweight championship, okay. and people were pissed. It's like why is David Arquette have this belt? But he's kind of gotten like a passion for wrestling since. And about a year ago or so, he was involved in a indie promotion where he was doing like a stiff match, meaning like people. There was actual like, like. Cuts and bruises and pain involved, and he like almost died in the ring. Like it was like he got messed up, and then he was like, "Yeah, I he's like I'm not gonna go that hard anymore, but I'll still wrestle." It's like so he loves it. Like uh, that's like he doesn't need to, but he just likes doing it. Well,
1: it's interesting that you bring him up only because. One of the other things that I watched over the weekend was as I revisited the uh, first scream, and then I watched my second favorite scream, which is the fourth, which a lot of people don't seem to like. Scream four is great. Yeah, I yeah. really like the fourth one a it lot. It didn't need so. to exist,
0: but it was great. Like, it just I'm glad. You know. I
1: I think three is actually pretty terrible, so I kind of just slide three out, and I'm like, uh, ah. two has got some great moments. I don't like the ending, but um, four I thought was. I'm not going to say it's as strong as the original because the original was unlike anything we'd seen before and it, set it, yeah. a pattern yeah. for a the very long time. The original screen
0: definitely set the bar, but also kind of ruined horror movies for a, a while. Yeah, yeah.
1: so, uh, but every time I do watch the original, I'm, I'm always taken aback by how good it is still, how effective it's still.
0: Yeah, it just snaps. Like, yeah. it's just, yeah. But, yeah, 4 was good. I have not, I've not revisited it. I saw it, like... When it came to streaming originally, because I, you know, because I'm a bad person, didn't support it
1: the theater. I saw in the theater, but, I it in the theater yeah. and I was actually disappointed that it didn't do that well. Not that we needed a five, but like, yeah. uh, I was kind of disappointed when it, it kind of came and went. So,
0: but yeah, David Arquette was uh, Dewey, uh, Dewey, Sher- yeah. yeah, Sheriff Dewey.
1: I almost said Dewey Cox. I almost
0: did too. I'm like, that's not right, you know. So, Deputy uh, Dewey, Deputy Dewey, uh, who got his back screwed up in the first film, and he had to kind of be awkward in the second film. And there's the whole bit with uh the soundproof glass with him yeah. being attacked. That was pretty effective, actually. So yeah, that that that's our um, our shut in weekends. Uh probably going to be a preview of what's coming. Like so we'll end yeah. up watching a lot. Uh I'm I'm expecting to get caught up on television. I just feel like you know I could I could watch movies, but it's like now's my time. Like I'm like, oh altered carbon I've never watched any of it. Probably should start it. Like Uh, Dark Crystal haven't watched any of it I feel like this is the time this is this is my window because if I if I can't watch this stuff when I'm being forced to stay indoors I'll probably never get to it yeah
1: I'm actually looking forward to catching up on podcasts because I went from having a job uh, seven months ago where I one of the only benefits was that I was almost never on the phone so I could listen to podcasts for almost eight hours a day while I was working uh, I now have a job where I'm on the phone for almost eight hours a day and I can't listen to podcasts, so I'm looking forward to getting caught up because I don't have a commute anymore. Uh, I work from 15 minutes away from home when I do actually go into my job. So,
0: Like if you're uh, listening to this one on your way to work, you'd be like, they hadn't talked about shit. It like- <laughs> yeah.
1: So I, I'm looking forward to actually being able to get caught up on a lot of... I think, like for instance, talk about rhythm, I haven't had a chance to listen since... December because I think I'm still in the middle of his Star Wars discussions El Goro's so I've got to get caught up on those um, Shockwaves which is a horror podcast that I listen to I think I'm like eight episodes behind uh, it's, it's crazy how far behind I am on a lot of stuff
0: well good I mean good in the sense that you get a chance to catch up but bad that you know everything's kind of happening right now yeah. so but yeah let's that's actually a good segue so that will go into our first topic of discussion for news let's just get to that Good news everyone. <laughs> it's it's really not good news. Hooray, Hooray deny! So um yeah, we talked about what was it last week about uh, bond being pushed back and then suddenly everything yeah. being pushed back. Uh, it makes sense, you know, like everybody, like the theater, like it actually what was. It, the report said like the box office had like the the weakest weekend in like years. Like we're talking twenty decade, years, I yeah. Think,
1: yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, that was going to happen. And now that like, a lot of states are putting clamp down because of COVID nineteen.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah. Is this true? There's a troll sequel. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. So okay, here. I'm so just kidding. no, no, no. So that the, the
0: headline is going to mention this will actually tie to some other stuff. So Universal. Um, they're making their film, The Invisible Man, The Hunt, Emma, available on Friday. So we're recording this on the 18th. So we're talking the 20th. Friday 20th. Uh, and then when the Troll sequel uh, comes out, it's going to hit cinemas and VOD the same day on Easter weekend. Um, this is a good move, I think, in the sense of light of what's going on. They're going to charge like 20 bucks but you can rent it. It's going to be video, video on demand immediately. Um, and I know like a film, the hunt, which felt like, Hey guys, we couldn't play it originally because of all the political talk. We're going to put it out the weekend that no one's allowed out in the theater. So yeah. um, I don't think this is bad. I also think this is going to give some studios, some important data about day and date releases to show how this kind of goes. Um, Cause I'm excited for all things considered. Um, I didn't get to see the Invisible Man in the theater. I know you did. Yeah, Uh, my wife did, and she loved it. And I know you liked it a great deal as well. Now I get to watch it on my terms, and I'm kind of excited about that. Like I feel like I catch it when it's still being like kind of in that window of like, oh my goodness, have you seen this? So I'm excited for that. Uh, I know also uh, Warner Brothers is going to release Birds of Prey earlier on VOD than what they talked about, and I had to say you should release it today. Just get it out now. Yeah, because that film didn't perform as well as you're hoping. And now you got a captive audience, and there are a lot of comic book fans out there that probably pay $20 right now to watch something else. You know, like, I don't think this is a bad thing. There's people trying to position Disney to release Black Widow to Disney Plus. That's not going to happen. No. It'd be like, not only not only is it like a loss lead in terms of money after all this time. like, finally we have a, like a female led, we have cap. we had Captain Marvel, but it's like another female led superhero movie directed, directed (laughs) streaming. I don't know. I don't know if that's the right look, but I think this is a good thing that studios are acknowledging where people are and the infrastructure is in place and the money is there to be spent. Like you mentioned yourself about like, um, like spending $20 for two people to watch a film, you're still coming out cheaper than spending the money at the theater. Right. I know that will impact people working at the theater. That's the thing that sucks about this. Yeah. But I'll drop 20 to watch The Invisible Man. Like, you know, I, I, so I, I need more, more studios to do this type
1: of thing. And there's a troll sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
0: I know you're excited for that. I get it. Um, so
1: I just, I did, I, kind of forgot that the first one even existed and then like i saw it in the headline i'm like wait they're making a second one
0: i like the 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 noting it says in this article it's like note that this theatrical window breaking doesn't extend to universal's exorbitant 175 million dollar uh robert tiny feature doolittle so it's like they're not even putting that out it's like like, oh because it's still waiting release in china like theatrically so i guess they're hoping that's going to make its money oh wow yeah uh they said this is something that blows my mind. The current theatrical window is 90 days. Like that, growing up, like how many, How long did we we have to wait for E.T. to show up at home video? Yeah. Years, you know?
1: Like, and then I had to wait for years to get a VCR.
0: Right? So, yeah, I, I just, like, and you have these streaming services that have their prestige pictures, like The Irishman was in the theaters for a minute and then put out digitally. Uh, again, I don't disagree with that type of release strategy. If you want to experience the film in the theater, it's fine. I just think that if you're going to... I think making this available for people at a premium, they know what they're paying for. Yeah. I think that's fine. Cause then, you know, like you're still equivalent paying like for ticket prices. I'm okay with this. If that means if I have to wait a few months for when I can rent it for three or $4 or wait for it to go digital, it this d- depends upon my interest in the film. That's fine by me.
1: Yeah. I, I think, you know, when I look at, um, At least, most of the movies that I buy, a lot of the decisions that I make are based specifically on the cost of buying them versus renting them, um, which I think is what my first knee gut reaction was. Knee gut, knee gut. Your knee gut. My uh, knee jerk reaction was, uh, uh, oh, you know, spend twenty dollars just to watch it. But then I'm like, you know, my my wife brought up that point about like, well, we'd spend more at the theater anyway. Um, because a lot of times i will see something and it'll be like $5.99 to rent, but it's nine ninety nine to own. So I'm like, well, I'm just going to throw the dice and just buy it outright. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious to know if if this will affect future VOD sales as opposed to rentals. But I'm curious to see how it shakes out. Yeah. So...
0: Yeah, I guess this is going to be kind of a thing that just is developing as we go. So we'll see what happens. But I thought is worthy of mentioning because the market is reacting to this, and the industry is reacting as well. So, yeah i I don't think this. I think this is a positive in the sense of for what's going on. And also, they as much as they want to recoup their money, which they do, this is also kind of them showing responsibility of like, hey, we know you can do this at your home. Stay home, and watch it there. Right. So um you know versus them being like screw it come to the theaters we don't care how much money we burn (laughs) like get into a dark box full of people and see what happens you know right so yeah um that's all i had for that wasn't a big story but i thought it was important and also like other there's other streaming services other things out there that are like trying to do different things like uh shutter's offering a free 30-day trial right now so if people because it was I think it was normally like 7 or 7 days or 14 days something like that. Originally. I think it's
1: 7 days cuz uh when I signed up I feel like it was like a week and then I, I got I think charged. it was 7, yeah. yeah. So
0: uh so if you guys are on the fence about shutter free 30 days, watch creep show, it's great and there's some other good stuff on there too. So if you guys are looking for more content, uh there there's stuff out there that companies are extending bigger windows for you to partake of it. So
1: yeah. yeah, I mean, Shudder is, is one of those things that uh, I I realize is um, not a niche, but like, you know, your average family may not subscribe to Shudder. But if they get a you know, free 30 days of it, they might find out that there's a lot of stuff on there that they like and end up becoming subscribers. So I think it's win-win for, for both Shudder and people who can give it a try for a free month.
0: Yeah. So, all right. Uh, yeah. So things are becoming available because, uh, the box office is sucking and people, they want their money and we want to watch things. So that's why I said it was good news for birds of prey because maybe that will help it. And I'm curious. I am curious about the film. I'd pay $20 right now. To sit in my my home and watch it with somebody else, you know, like I like with my wife, not just a random stranger, but <laughs> hey buddy. You know, hey, hey you. hey, you you with <laughs> the sniffles. Come in here. We're gonna watch Birds of Prey. <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, that's first story. Second story, because we just want something nice to talk about. It is Drew Struzan's birthday today. So we talked about him last year, like a week before his birthday and didn't realize it. Yeah. He's now seventy three. Uh Drew, if you're listening, which I know you're not, um, stay yeah. safe, stay secluded. You know, like, but again, if you guys want to know our thoughts and feelings about Mr. Struzan, listen to the show last year. Um, he is a treasure, and we appreciate that he's still out there doing things. You know, limited, but he's still out there talking to fans, still doing stuff. Yeah. We love Drew Struzan.
1: Yeah, I can't help but wonder uh, how much of his retirement is self-imposed and how much of it is the fact that uh, movie, uh, movie studios are unwilling to pay for good posters anymore. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I... I don't know. I, I can't think of anybody more synonymous. Synonymous. We're just synonymous. making
0: up worse tonight. It's fine. Yeah. I said I said halted halt, halted production. You said uh, knee gut, and that's, now this. It's fine. You know, yeah. <laughs> whatever. You know, it's fine. We're not affected by anything. You you guys are stupid. I don't
1: know. Like, <laughs> like, you shut up. No. But I I think uh, he is truly one of the great uh, painters of movie posters that you're ever going to come across and I think that uh, we've already covered all that but yeah. I, I just uh, you know I, I look forward to somebody in some capacity waking up and being like you know what we should bring him out of retirement and get him to do a movie poster because they should
0: yeah like the Velocipaster no yeah. that's not true
1: um, but the sequel no, to the Velocipaster like
0: if you do this next indie film like you bring, bring him in for Indiana Jones 5 like you yeah like what? What's the harm? Like you, he's 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 the person that's like set the precedent, you know. Like, like I feel like it, w- it was like as much as we talked about like Star Wars stuff. It's like you, you, Rogue One. Like you could not make you like imagine what he would have done with Rogue One.
1: Like oh yeah yeah. Um, and it's a shame that he didn't get to do posters for The Last Jedi or for Um, um Rise of Skywalker. Like. I, he's been there since almost the beginning like it's it's a shame that he didn't get to do and they didn't even use the poster that he put together for seven as their you know the main
0: thing like it was yeah. a collaboration right so
1: yeah boo boo
0: so but Drew's still around and i hope to meet him one day like well if he's ever relatively near to me i would i'd like to go meet that man and, and pay for something of his like to support him it'd be great
1: I'd so, like to buy his shoes. No, I'm just kidding.
0: Yeah, you go. I mean, so you can walk around and be like, hey, guys, look at me. I'm Drew Shoes-in. And like point your <laughs> shoes. in would be great. So, all right, last story here. Uh, this is the elephant in the room. Don't know if you guys, I don't know if you guys know, but there's that COVID-19 going on around, around right now. like That's causing things happening. Uh, here's the story I'm going to tell Steve. He doesn't know about this. Person under coronavirus lockdown in Spain tries to leave house dressed as a T-Rex. So I figured that's a funny story. It also ties into what we're about to talk about. Uh, Spanish police have urged citizens to remain indoors during the COVID-19 state of emergency after encountering one citizen on the street dressed as a dinosaur. Uh, a video of the incident was posted on Twitter uh, yesterday by the Merica Police Department. It's it's spelled like Merica. Like, I
1: don't know. M-U-R-I-C-A? Yeah.
0: Uh, showing an unidentified citizen being stopped by a unit of officers who were attempting to enforce the government's plan to limit the spread of the disease. Uh, so... <laughs> So, they posted the video of them stopping this guy in a T Rex, like the inflatable T Rex <laughs> costume. Um, so, then uh, they said um, during state of alarm, walking of pets is allowed, meaning you can go out for short walks with pets. Uh, if accompanied by one person, always short walks so they can relieve themselves. Having a Tyrannosaurus Rex is not covered. Hashtag stay at home, the police department wrote on their Twitter page. <laughs> So supposedly the clip had uh someone edited in Jurassic Park music as the guy's running your getting <laughs> So that's you know, that's the world we live in right now. I like I've seen over in like China people dressing up in their outfits and saw someone as a T-Rex going out to to do their daily stuff. And it's like, yeah, I, I guess it makes sense, but it's kind of funny. Uh I also heard a story too of um there was a bunch of schoolchildren that uh, were getting their. I don't know if I talked about this last week. That were getting their homework via an app like called like uh, Ding Talk. and they 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 figured out they went to the app store and gave it enough one star ratings that it would get removed from the marketplace. <laughs> <laughs> and so a bunch of school children were like, oh, one star removed, uh... so they can't get homework." <laughs>
1: like it's like that's pretty ingenious. It's pretty great.
0: Like it ter- it's like that's it's everything's terrible right now. But you hear those stories of it's like. Yeah, we're hope, hopefully we'll be okay because it's really, 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 really dumb. So uh,
1: that's yeah. funny. Yeah.
0: So yeah, uh, that that's yeah. I just wanted to mention that someone's dressed up as a dinosaur, as as a T Rex, not a Velociraptor, running around.
1: Yeah, probably
0: I, in a better looking suit too. We, just throwing that out there.
1: We have a dinosaur costume at our house, so maybe.
0: Probably still better looking than the, yeah. In the outfit, so, Yeah. All right. Enough about that stuff. Uh, let, yeah. Speaking of Velosa Pastor. And now for our feature presentation. So, like I said previously, I've had some friends that were like, I had like a text chain of some some friends that they they don't always watch the same movies I do and. Uh, like someone was like, yeah, I saw this. Like they they, they posted the headline about the lost pasture. The Onion AV Club reviewed the film. Like it's one of those things that's kind of made the rounds a little bit. So when I mentioned to Steve last week, I'm like, what about the lost pasture? Like I have no idea what that is. Yes, that I think that's a fair thing to say.
1: Uh, but I have no idea what that yeah, is. yeah, what it was right. Yes. So
0: it's it's a movie that was produced for like it, it says a budget of thirty five thousand. I think it's a little bit more than that. We'll get in that in a second. Really, I, I it feels like less. I know, okay. yeah, right. uh, but uh, it's a it, it's now available on Amazon Prime. It's on Tubi. It's on a couple places for free. Um, but it was picked up for distribution, and it's kind of gotten like some talking. I think the talking has been because the title and the cover art, but not so much the film. So what I wanted to put to Steve here, as we talk about the movie a little bit, because the, the the this conversation isn't necessarily about the Velocipaster. It's more about Uh, like, I I have a bone to pick every time when something's trying to be purposely bad, just because they like it makes it campy, and I think that when you aim really really low, you miss the point completely of a project. And I wanted to see if the VelociPass was made from like a point of passion, or something that they thought they could stretch to a future length just to get distribution. So I, I put that out to Steve to watch. He's like, sure. Because every time I suggest something to watch media wise, Steve's like, yeah. And he's like, why do we, why do we do that? Like, I always feel like I come to you with like the worst media to to, to, come, to talk <laughs> about, even though I did mention Dr. Sleep and you like that like a lot more. Like I like yeah. Dr. Sleep. Don't get me wrong. It's just, you like that a lot more. So I guess I got one. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I think that, uh, uh, so I, I'm trying to, to to pick a point where where to to start with a film only because you know my history with these types of films you know watching it I immediately thought of um, places like trauma um full moon full moon uh, you know I, I'll be perfectly honest I haven't watched a lot of the asylum stuff so I don't really know. I think the one movie that I watched that was an asylum movie was part of the latest season of Mystery Science Theater three thousand.
0: Oh yeah, the um, Atlantic Rambo, which I've not yeah. watched that episode or the film.
1: Yeah, so I don't have a lot of experience with that, but I mean, I, I've watched plenty of these types of movies in the past, and I I, I try to put it into perspective. I try to, to consider what the you know what the director had to work with and how they approached the you know what they're doing and you know it's it's unfair to hold this movie up to like end game like you can't <laughs> you oh, can't watch no, this no, type that, of movie with the same sort of mindset of like i'm gonna hold it up against you know the 200 million dollar marvel movie or Oh,
0: i was thinking that this is like best picture contention like versus parasite that's where i no. no.
1: <laughs> i mean the other thing that I, I i kept in mind is is that idea of passion and it kind of comes from that discussion of when we were talking about fan art last week, you know, I said that fan art is always better when it comes from passion. And uh, I think if you're making something like this, and again, we're all trying to make our money, anybody who's an artist. So there is that piece of it where you're like, God, I just want to make some money off of this damn thing because I put my heart and soul into it. This didn't feel like a cash grab to me. It didn't feel like somebody was like, somebody made a... Snakes on a plane, we're making snakes on a train, or, you know, um, I don't know, bird Birdemic. I mean, <laughs> it didn't feel like that. So I do have admiration for anybody who tries to make something on a low budget and says, like, here, I put my heart and soul into this. And I'm not saying that they put their heart and soul into this. I, I think that some of the passion does show, at least in the writing, um, but I will also say that there are points where they're like, we don't know what to do here, so we're just gonna go nuts with it. Um I would also that's fair,
0: but I would also argue that they didn't know what to do with it and they just knew that they needed to get like over sixty eight
1: minutes to get to feature length. And that that may be fair as well, but I tried to keep an open mind watching it and it's always it's tough because I want to come to every show with i don't want to be like mr you know sunshine but all at the same time it's harder sometimes to attack something if it just didn't work for you um and there were parts of this that worked for me but there are other things that had me scratching my head so i I, <laughs> I want to focus on the things that i like and i i do like the idea of somebody having an idea and seeing it through um because that's that's the hardest part of doing anything. I think a lot of times people have ideas and they don't see them through. Um, I read that the guy initially got the idea just simply because his uh, phone um, auto-corrected, auto-corrected yeah. Velosa Raptor to Velosa Pastor.
0: It was Velosa Pas- Space yeah. Pastor.
1: Yeah. Um, so uh, you know, I. I I get it. Like it's not like this was probably his burning passion. It wasn't like his, you know um his big, you know, burning thing that he wanted to do, but he had an idea and he saw it through and um I don't know. I, I, I try to keep that in mind and I'm spinning my wheels right now, but I No, 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 that's what I that do. film did. It's fine. <laughs>
0: no, I so here here's the question then you've been doing this show for what, like six, seven days now, whatever. Uh, and we've been through uh year of the knockoff and year of Canon. Mm-hmm. And granted the budgets on those are much bigger comparative to other films. Not so much, but compared to Velocipastro, they're much bigger. What, what makes like a film, like we talked about the ATOR scale. We talked about the Apple, you um, you know, uh, there's a film that we watched uh, that we didn't cover on the show called Ninja Three: The Domination. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, what what is it about those that keeps bringing you back? Um, like what what is it in in those in those bones that makes you? Because it's hard it's it's a hard thing to pull apart about why a bad movie works for you versus just a bad movie that you've checked out mentally.
1: So, again, I'm going to go back to the passion of it. You know, I have to say that Canon wasn't setting out to make a good, bad movie. They just happened to make a lot of good, bad movies, unfortunately. I think of Ed Wood. Um, There's a lot of Ed Wood that is awful in his films. But at the same time, his passion for what he was doing showed through and like it's a it's a completely different vibe like you can tell when something's parroting trying to be bad uh, parroting may not be the right word but
0: not like, par- no 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 knowingly winking being like oh no we're we know we're not doing good on purpose like we're right. like like um i was thinking about this today um the original evil dead film that thing was put together by like the, the it was spread so thin budget wise and like sewn together for so many parts. And like there's parts of that movie that you can see the seam showing. And that's something I say often about these films that, but there is an energy and an earnestness to it that carries it through. But that is very much an independent film. It's very much a bunch of like idiots in like the early twenties trying just to make things to put on a screen.
1: Like, mm-hmm.
0: and I, a much harder task then than something like now to put something out you know so what what made that become kind of like this icon when it was made for the like the, the as much money as it could be put into it and they're just crossing their fingers hoping they could make enough to make the next film not setting out to change the way horror was done because it it didn't it didn't you know, I, like people could fight me, but Evil Dead's a lot of fun. But, you know, there's stuff in there that's been done before and they know it. they knowingly did that, you know, um, but it's not a great movie. It's a fun movie and there's a lot of good to be had in it, but it's not a good movie. I don't know. Like, what, what's the difference between that and like something like this? You're going to tell me that Evil Dead's a great movie and I'll be like, eh, I don't know.
1: Well, look, I think most people who are Evil Dead fans probably prefer the second one. I actually prefer Army of Darkness, so I'm not going (laughs) to... I
0: love Army of Darkness, yes. So,
1: you know, I'm not going to get on a high horse. Um, uh, You're going from the distinction of, like, being good, being great, to being bad. I would definitely not say Evil Dead is a bad movie. It's my least favorite of the three. But I also feel like with that film there are a lot of things stylistically that uh sam Raimi is developing there is a lot of um different things that he's doing to try and keep the story not only simple but also as crazy as he possibly can that's fair I,
0: i agree with you i'm just saying it's not a good i'm gonna put quotes around it film but there's a lot of good in it
1: i don't know i i I want to debate you on that, but I, I, I feel like that'll take away from our... I, Sorry. Our, like, At that's least. that's a question of taste.
0: Fair enough. But... And this whole thing comes down to that. You're you right. You
1: know, and I don't know that... Um, you know, when I go back to Ed Wood, like, you know, I don't know that I can even say that, like, Plan Nine's a good movie. I don't think it is a good movie. But I like it because of what it tries to do and because yeah. it's so... Batshit crazy at times, and and um, I admire that. You know, I mean, the other side of that though is is that Ed Wood was an extreme drunk um, and had a lot of different things that he was trying to do, and would shoot, you know, one take because he couldn't do anything other than one take, and so there's a lot of that that goes into it. So, I, I guess, I guess the point is is that like. None of them went into it with a, an eye of like, well, we know we can't do it right, so we're just going to do it this way. You're winking at the camera, you know that you say. Yeah. Um, there's a moment that happens at the beginning of this film that I've I was lost so a pastor that I keep circling. Yes, that, yeah. <laughs> that really bothered me only because a it was a joke kind of stolen from Planet Terror, Robert Rodriguez's grindhouse film. Yeah. Um but also in the sense that, like, Robert Rodriguez did it so well because what happens is is that they, they allude that there's a scene missing. And instead of doing that here, they're just like, oh, car on fire, VFX missing. Yeah. And my thought was, why did you have to write that? Like, why wouldn't you just write a scene where his parents are killed, whether it be they got shot down, you know, gunned down on the street or you know, find some way to represent that without having to be like, well, we're just going to put this little joke up here. Yeah,
0: so like I I wrote my notes here, a minute 44 in, and I'm already annoyed. I was like, VFX not there on purpose. And then, so it says a car on fire, and you don't see a car there. And then it cuts to, our main main actor who is the pastor, this young guy, he's always like I think he's always he's like crying out to God or whatever, like just distraught. And the camera moves upward, but then it purposely starts like sh- moving all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's like you're purposely doing this as opposed to this was the only take you got. Like that bugs me. Because okay. we we watch, especially with a lot of the Italian knockoff stuff, like where like it's just like, well, good enough because they, they didn't have the money otherwise. Right. There's a difference there, you know, like it pissed me off. Where it's like you're going for this, li- this this low grade. Like we don't have the money to show this, but you know, um, like was it seven eight years ago? At this point, it's been a while. Um, I think I've talked about this before on the show. I was part of the 48 hour um, film f- like film festival type of thing. Not 48. It was a it was a film challenge in Cleveland. They do it all over the country, where you have 48 hours to make a film. Uh, and they give you like a random genre and you just got to run with it and make a film. It's like six, seven minutes in that genre and you have to hit certain marks in it. And, uh, what ours was a buddy comedy and we ended up making this film called jet truck that, um, you know, (laughs) I wanted to make like, what if the eighties, like this eighties TV show never happened where you just put like a jet on the back of a truck and like, and we put a trash can, all this other stuff like it's like purposely looking like low rent on purpose because well, one, that was the, the gag. And two, we didn't have the money to do it. Otherwise, about three quarters of the way through the little story, there's a whole thing where the this guy driving this jet truck is supposed to pull this like crazy maneuver and we do like a tracking slip. Like it shows like the like you know the VCR tapes like rolling and you can't see it. And then we immediately cut back to one guy be like, I can't believe you did it. You did that maneuver. It was amazing. Like you just didn't see it. Right. And that was like you know, because we couldn't show it because there was no way we could shoot it but we were just being like this is recorded off of TV back in the 80s just deal with it and it's a dumb joke but I feel like it was better thought out than the thing in this movie yeah like because it's like you're knowingly acknowledging like oh the tracking slip and we can't show you where in Planet Terror they'd be like you'd see like the, the film strip like burn and be like scene missing
1: yeah, and then yeah. when they come back from that scene, everything's on fire, and people have been shot, and yeah, or like, the sex
0: scene's over, or whatever it yeah, was. The,
1: yeah, so it's a completely like different, you know, change of scene. You're you're clearly moved ahead in time, so like you're like, what the hell happened in that like scene that's you, you missing? You could
0: have cut to like a cardboard cutout of a car with his parents lying on the ground. Like you could have made it as cheap as All Get Out. Right, like, mm-hmm. and it still wouldn't have been great, but it would have been better.
1: Well, you know what's funny about that too is, is, and this is something that I think about with doing comics is, um, our our first book that Ryan and I put out, uh, we ran a Kickstarter for, we successfully were able. It was to, called the Velocir Reverend. It was it was called the Abominations of Science. Oh, okay. And it's it's a parody of Mad Scientist stories, and there is a part of me that wanted it to be at Woodlike, but at the same time. I actually don't like talking about it or looking at it because all I now is see all I see now are the mistakes that I made while we were putting that book together. Um, but you can read it on Comicsology if you want to buy it. my um, <laughs> closing cool recommendation: really.
0: Hey guys, you want to read the first half of a book Steve's not happy with? Go ahead and find <laughs> it.
1: But what's interesting about it though is is that you know it's how do you? It's a fine line to walk of like how do I do a, a parody about mad scientists? that's not winking but at the same time is done as a comic book you know it was very hard to balance that because it's like well it's a shitty comic book oh it was intended to be that's not really how we approached it and ryan loves that story so for me to say that i know that every time he brings it up i'm like i don't know if i want to go back to it he's he dies a little inside oh. um but uh but
0: ryan's a nice guy
1: he He's is doing a nice guy
0: he brought me a plaster head that i have here still
1: <laughs> so i i understand you know that there's a line of trying to figure out what that balance is but i i just i sometimes wonder like well why didn't you write it this way like why didn't you why didn't you come up with a better solution that's unfair to be like well why didn't you do it that way but at the same time it just, it felt lazy, and I think that's what bothered me about it, Yeah. as opposed no. to, you could have written something, and if you wanted it to be a gag, that's fine, you could have done something differently.
0: Yeah, so, okay, I know we're kind of focusing on one scene of this, but uh if people that have not seen The Pastor, you can if you want, whatever, it's, the whole thing, it boils down to is that this guy who is a, he's a, a pastor, but like a, he a pastor associate, like, you get the idea he's like Catholic, he's Catholic. But, like, the church he's in doesn't look ca- like Catholic Church to me, but whatever. He.
1: Um, so, do you know. Were you raised Catholic? I just want to ask real quick. No. Okay. Yeah. Because I didn't think pastor. I didn't think. What did I think that uh, a Catholic. Priests, I fathers, think, yeah. They're, yeah, they're priests, priests, yeah. you know, because I feel like pastors yeah, like pastors, not
0: the pastor, is more not like it's more, um,
1: so I grew up Lutheran, uh, so which like was
0: Protestant, which pa- pastors, pastors are more yeah. Protestant, yeah, so, so that's why
1: I was wondering, I'm like, yeah. is he supposed to be Catholic or is he supposed to be no, he's like, supposed to
0: be Catholic because he yeah. has the collar and all that, shit, right? Yeah. So, but then when you're in the church, it's like you have like the hymn numbers on the wall and stuff. It's like, that feels like a Methodist church to me. Like, I don't know what's going on with this. Like, Oh, you're trying to tell this story because of a pun, but you can't quite get there. Can you? But anyway, whatever. Anyway, he, he is a, a uh, pastor father. Like he's the associate or something the junior of this church. His parents die suddenly. And then he's like, he needs to get out. And like his, his, uh, senior pastor's like, well, go, go away. Like, fine. Like, like, where, go where you think God isn't, and then you'll find God there, basically being like, take everything away and go. And then they do this shit that pisses me off because, again, they couldn't physically do it. They end up shooting in this backyard or wherever they're at, like these woods. And it's like, this it is China. And he and he walks around. And he's like, oh, I'm in China. It's like, it's the Wayne's World gag of like, I'm in Delaware. Right. Like almost the same thing. It's like. Like, this is not the Kentucky Fried movie. You can't show Statue of Liberty and say Hong Kong, which was like, that was a great gag then. But yeah, whatever. Anyway, so he goes over there to try to find God. He counters some woman who is running along through the woods with uh, with this raptor tooth. She gets shot through the heart. Um, and there's a bit there. He's like, are you OK? And it's like she's bleeding out. It's like, I get that's supposed to be a joke. Yeah. She hands him the tooth and says, calls him like, like destroy it. That you're a dragon warrior or something, something, something. So ninja stalk him. He gets he he inadvertently causes the tooth to gouge his hand, and then we get like this weird thing where he wakes up and he realize he's back at the church, and his the senior father's like you having those dreams again. He's like yeah, it was weird while I was over in China and got gouged by this tooth while helping this woman that was shot by an arrow being chased by ninjas. Like cool. Like I get that they're trying to be like this is the story we're telling. Move on. But then it becomes this whole thing where supposedly then, like he is compelled to go and become a like a Velociraptor and eat and kill bad guys. But there's no good rules with this. Like there's no hard and fast rule. Is it the Hulk? Is it a werewolf type situation? We don't know. You know. And then there's a parallel story of this hooker named Carol. I think it's her name. Um, is it Carol?
1: Who is the the one that's in this? Um, As you look at me, I'm like, I don't remember.
0: Yeah, her name is Carol. She was actually like the best part of the movie. She actually, like at times, she actually emoted correctly. I'm not saying she was the best, but she was the best actor in the movie. I'll say that.
1: No, it's just funny. Like, what a rave review. They, this actress emoted correctly. <laughs> I mean, it, it I feel re- like she.
0: I feel like she was trying to find something in this character, and it just, you know, whatever. Anyway, she's a hooker. Uh, and like, she ends up like running across him the one night when he's out, Velociraptor and she's like, Oh, you need to kill all the bad people. He's like, well, maybe And then, like and that's kind of where the movie is like, it goes And for a movie called the Velocipat Velocipastor. There's not a, a lot of a going on in this film. Yeah. It starts like in the beginning and then, and then it kind of shows a little bit like in the middle and then you get a, a more at the end and that's, that's all.
1: Like, yeah. yeah. I, well, I mean, as my wife uh, kept pointing out, that he's not actually turning into a velociraptor either. It's it's a dinosaur that's clearly a T Rex um, <laughs> with a hunchback. <laughs> with a hunchback. But yeah. they they don't really establish when he changes or how he changes because at one point it's just his hands that change. Yeah, I just um, which are again, clearly it, it clear feels, rubber gloves. It us. feels really like. Shitty to, to be like the logic of this movie doesn't work. Well, it's the velocipaster, but at the same time, there's got to be some sort of uh,
0: like I'll, okay. I'll give you I'll give you the example of, of Ninja Three: The Domination, where okay. the main character she's this fitness like aerobics person, and she's also works at a telephone company or whatever. Her her job is that's not terribly explained, but that's not necessarily important to the movie but when she comes across like this, like cursed sword, anytime it goes to possess her, it just kind of floats out of the, yeah. the closet. And you're like, Oh, she's about to get possessed by a spirit ninja. That never breaks a ru- its rules. It's uh, just, it's dumb. It yeah. doesn't make any sense, but that's the baseline and you go with it. Uh, Miami connection, which I've, I've shown that to you or parts of it's like, no. It, I've watched, it, 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 did you watch it. all of it? Okay. Yeah. It just, it never breaks the rules of like, these guys just want to do Taekwondo and talk about the speed, like the powers of positivity. Like there's never, there's never a break from that. Like they end up in like some like fist fights with like ninjas like later, but yeah. like the movie kind of moves along. Like it's logic is goofy, but it kind of, it does its own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, even like Tommy Wiseau's The Room as ridiculous as that film is, it, it follows its own kind of logic because the person making it has this clear vision that you cannot understand or Neil Breen, like the Neil Breen films. Like I know you watched one of them. Um, it, it, They're, they're a dumpster fire of like progression, but they make sense to the, they make sense to Neil why he makes them, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I feel like I never got this vibe from this where it's like, nah, people will be along with it. That's what I have a problem with. Like even even going back to what we talked about My Bloody Valentine. That's a fun movie and I think it's worth rewatching. Uh it's not the strongest movie, but you get the idea that people involved were like being consistent with what they wanted to do and the comedy was a little weird with that, but in a good way. Yeah. No doubt. But it was still kind of following its own type of trajectory. I with this, I feel like they went from scene to scene like um vignette to vignette of like, well, we need three music montages of this because they're five minutes each and we need to get this to feature length. So we're just going to, we're going to show people our capability of making a music video.
1: It feels weird. I can't, I can't deny that. I will say that some of it did work for me in that sense. I thought some of the choices with the montages and the way they were filmed worked. Um, I thought that they were, it feels so shitty to say like something being competently done is a, a, uh, it, it feels like a backhanded compliment, but I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, there's there's definitely some editing here. There's definitely some um, some choices being made with what some they're intent. shooting. Yeah. Some intent. Um, but then you get that kind of care, and, and actually, some of the lines in the script are pretty funny. Um, there's a, a, a we mentioned that the main character is uh, who's not a velocipaster is a hooker um the girl's w- okay <laughs> yeah
0: she is not a lost pastor yeah.
1: the um pimp that uh has got his you know powers over her or whatever frankie mermaid which yeah
0: i hate that i like that name right <laughs> and, I, and i hate that there's a line of like why am i called frankie mermaid it's like because you're swimming in bitches that that's right it's like yeah. that's such a terrible it's like you know everybody high-fived over that line and i'm like i kind of like that line for a pimp like, yeah, you know. um,
1: I honestly like. I don't think that actor's great, but I thought that <laughs> some of what was written for him was kind of funny, and I kinda thought about, that yeah. uh, you know th- they tried to give a little bit of weight to the older pastor that um, the Velosa pastor is studying under. But one of the things that did annoy me was there is a flashback to that character when he's younger, the younger pastor for Sorry, no the, reason, the
0: older pastor when he goes back to Nam or something,
1: yeah. And we're supposed to believe that he's in Vietnam. We're supposed to believe that the guys around him are in Nam um, with him. One of them is clearly wearing Vans, uh, the <laughs> shoes. Um, another guy is wearing like blue jeans, which I'm like, I don't know that a lot of guys in the army were running around in blue jeans in in, no. in uh, Vietnam. Um, and, and, and also it didn't, didn't help, look the, it like didn't help that like the past
0: looks like John Bolton,
1: right? <laughs> And uh, the thing that I think bothered me, too, is is we get his, like, love story. And there's a gag that's told about why he—I guess it's not specifically why he becomes a a pastor, but it's about the path that he could have taken and that he was in love at one point with someone. And it's a funny gag, except it's not all that well handled. And I think with better care, it could have— been a lot funnier
0: yeah it's just because it's like you know he wants to get home to see his girl and then she's actually there so you don't imply that he's actually home because he's not no and yeah. it, it's just it's just leaden it's the whole thing just it's like i get that you had the side in your head of like wouldn't it be a funny visual and it kind of is but if you're stepping on the joke going on it's not that funny mm-hmm. um so all right um with so here's my frustration um, with a film like this, fine. It's made for $35,000, probably more because the, the guy who's trying to make this, like try kicking, starting it like twice. Uh, and then it was like a friend of the family that gave the money to make it happen, which is very much also kind of aligned with evil dead. I get that. Um, so you got it completed, uh, and it got made and it got picked up for release. And so the thing, the fact that it's actually like on distribution for like Amazon prime all this guy's made his money back. And, uh, it's funny because the moment I picked this to talk to Steve about, like, we should do this next week. A tweet showed up where it's like, Oh, there's a sequel coming. I'm like, what did I do? Why did I wish this into the world? <laughs> but if he gets a little if he gets like even double his budget, good for him. Like, do something, right? Fine. If this is the train you're gonna ride on, ride it. Um, my frustration with this is that when you have moments where you're going to have the scene where the henchmen have the fake laugh and it goes on way too long and And it just hurts. Mm -hmm. Cut that eye of your movie. Like, just, I don't care. Like, cut it out of your movie. If you're going to have a sex scene go on for three and a half minutes and just become a music video to show your capability of lighting and editing that has nothing to do with this movie, cut it out. Like, I just, because it doesn't, it doesn't, it's just one of the few things I praised. (laughs) No, no, it's an interesting sequence. It doesn't belong in this movie. Um, Like, it's just, there's just bits and pieces here where it's like, Great. I can see that you have a handle on this, I guess. You know, like, uh, it also, I, there's something about like low budget productions where their go to is to always have like a red light in the background. I just, you watch these films, if you watch any of this stuff, it's like direct to video, it's like they're going to have a red like filter in the background. They're going to have a red um, gel on a light somewhere to be like, oh, there's a thing going on here. It's like, it's just, you watch this stuff and it's like, it's theater 101 stuff that just, it's very frustrating. So, um, it's it just, like if this was shot on film, which supposedly it was, then I
1: don't believe it's shot on film.
0: I mean, I, I don't. I don't believe that either.
1: It's just uh, because they're one of the pieces of trivia is how the director um, supposedly scratched the film in his bathroom, which I didn't it was see grain at had all? no light. I didn't see grain, and I didn't see. Like Anything stretches. that indicated yeah. me that we were watching a movie made on film,
0: and then the, the whole there's the whole like like two minute like sequence at the beginning where the 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 the, the pastor before he becomes the Velosa pastor is driving his car like this badass muscle car from the 70s. Uh, I mean, you have this music from probably a friend that has a band, um, and it has like all these like the like the way the titles are. It's like yeah, I saw the hateful eight too. I know that I know that font. Like it's trying to do like this Tarantino vibe. And that sucks. They do rear projection wise driving, like where you see things like on a screen behind as they're like mm-hmm. like Toons is the Driving Cat, like rear projection. I'm like, cool, lean into that. Like, where did that go? Like, I that that gave it kind of a filmic type. Like, look, that sequence didn't wasn't needed because it's like you're going. To, like, I'm like, you're you're front loading your film with all your credits and a music bit. That tells me that you're padding this, which sure, but it was just frustrating to me. Um, I can see that there was the the bones of a funny idea here. And there was some, you bring ninjas in, you bring the, the church in, and it's like, it's all connected where it's like, you get a, everybody hooked on dope and then you take it away from them and then they're going to come to Jesus. It's like, it's a flawed logic that I could see 80s films. I could see canon being like, that's what we're going to do. You know, like, can we sign the, the Veloci Pastor to seven films? That'd be Menachem going like, that dinosaur, we need him, you know, whatever. I can get behind that. But if you don't got it, you don't got it. Like, so my point to you would be, um, I understand if people want to make movies or whatever and they want to make like a short to try to get funding. Um, why wouldn't you take that money to make like a five-minute short and you just pump everything into making it look as badass as possible to get people interested versus being like, I can take this and make an 80-minute film, which in this case is going to succeed because now people have looked at it. Um, wouldn't the the idea of this film – and I'll put this to you, I think it would have served it better becoming like like a comic or graphic novel that you put out there to kind of get out in the world to show people. That way you're not limited by what you can show. You're not limited by constraints of physical like special effects. Mm-hmm. You could go so over the top with this and make it utterly ridiculous and make people excited for what you want to put out and in effect storyboard your film. That feels weird to me that you wouldn't take that step.
1: Yeah, I don't disagree with you. Um, I think that there's a couple of pieces to that. One, I think that uh, people still view one as being a lesser form of entertainment than the other. Like, why go for a comic book when I can go for the gold and make a movie? Um, I'm just saying that that's not my perspective. I'm just saying that I feel like... If you're somebody who wants to make movies, making a comic book probably isn't that appealing to you. And to be honest, there's probably less money to be made at this level, though. I don't know. I mean, if somebody gave me $35,000 to make a comic book... Uh, well, you know, as you know it's, it's, I'm starting I'm to check right <laughs> Well, now. no, I mean, it's, it's, it's far less, but I mean, I could be... I could have so many copies made. I could be, you know, there are so many different things that I could do with that. Here's but. the
0: here's the pitch. It's an idea that I'm stealing from a friend of mine who wanted to make this into a full length movie, where imagine, if you will, scene. There's a gentleman who is uh, on death row, and he's like one of the worst of the worst. He's killed plenty of people, and he's about to die in the electric chair. They kill him, and he's like, you know, he's like, he vows vengeance. He'll be back. So when they kill him, no one gives a shit. They they chuck his body away. They throw his his like clothes into a dumpster. Somehow one of his boots ends up out of the dumpster, right? And someone grabs it. One one reason or another, they end up putting the boot on, and they get possessed by the spirit of this killer. And they're going to go complete what he started. And he goes about just you know being possessed by this like the single boot and killing everybody. And then people are starting to put together like this guy is still possessing people, and it would be called the boot of all evil. Make that comic.
1: Okay. <laughs> that's. That's quite a pitch. I.
0: I envision there would be a sequence where someone goes into a a shoe store to try to find the boot of all evil. And there's that bit kind of like E.T. where they're walking down an aisle and they see all the shoes because it'd be dark because the lights weren't on. And they know the boots there. Right. And they go down an aisle and they see all the shoes like placed in like their boxes. And they're like freaking out or like maybe it's like a walk in closet. Maybe they're at someone's house or whatever. And then like as they pass by, you see the single boot there. And then they turn around; and it's gone. Like, like what? What? That's so bad. But that's a single idea for a single scene, an idea for something called the boot of all evil. No, don't make that into a film.
1: Well, uh, the other point—can we make was, that into a film? sure? <laughs> the other point that I, I was going to make was uh, uh, I thought I'd read that he had originally made this as a as a greenhouse style trailer. Yeah, it was like and a project. That's what got noticed. That he got like you know a lot of
0: that's fine but so so i'll also i'll see that and raise it uh uh the hobo with the shotgun mm-hmm. which was submitted as a fake trailer to grindhouse like whenever like the, when they were producing grindhouse which you mentioned plantar earlier mm-hmm. and death proof which was the the tarantino um rodriguez two double films that did, did you see it in the theater or no uh grindhouse? Grindhouse, yeah yeah i did so you and i are like the two of the seven people that saw it in the theater uh, but they had the fake trailers in front. One was Machete. There was like uh, something with Nicolas Cage being in like the Ilsa and the She-Wolf oh, or something. that's and yeah, that's um, the, the, the that's Thanks the Killing Rob's, trailer.
1: It's Rob Zombie's. Um, he directed that one. Uh, I think Ilse. it's Werewolf, Werewolf Woman of the SS. I think. Yeah, that's
0: it. Yeah, yeah. And then there was the Edgar Wright. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> and then he had uh, Thanks Killing. You know, Eli Roth. Whatever. Right. So when they had the contest for Grindhouse, they're like, make us fake trailers. And the hobo the shotgun won it won and they put it in front of Grindhouse in the Canadian release, like theatrically. Okay. And then people were like, Oh, we gotta do this, we've got to make this happen. And then enough money came around where it's like, we can get Rucker Hauer. And I ended up seeing Hobo the Shotgun less than a year ago. And it's like that movie's ridiculous, but it's like you can see that there's like legitimate like talent in there. And it's mm-hmm. like they got attention. Make get your money, make a better Velocipastor trailer. It's the internet, you know. People make it good, make it really, really, really good. And right now, everybody starved for content. They'd give you money. I think, I think if, if it's good and there's heart there, I think it would win through.
1: Yeah, I. I but I, I'm
0: wrong because it's now a distribution, and people are watching it, and we're talking about it now.
1: I I, I can't argue that fact, but I will say, um, I wonder to when it comes to writing something like this, like what decisions are made? Like Kevin Smith has famously said, you know, when he wrote Clerks, he knew he had access to a convenience store. So he's like, I'm going to set it in a convenience store. And it really, that movie only takes place in two locations. Outside of Dante's bedroom at the beginning of the movie, it's the, the, um, Quick stomp, and then it's RST. Those are the only two places that you really see. There's, you
0: see them running out of a funeral home once. You see so them crap. running
1: out of a funeral home, and you see uh, Big Choice Video, um, <laughs> which they literally could have just set up anywhere. Yeah, uh, I think of Robert Ariga's with El Mariachi. He's like, I wrote my script. I wrote down what I had access to. We had like a guitar case, I think a school bus, and something else. Yeah. Um. Both of those guys. And again, maybe it's unfair to compare them to what happened with Velociraptor because those guys are immensely talented, but um, Clerks and El Mariachi are sort of staples of the 90s. They're they're movies that people think of, and I I, I can't help but wonder, if you've got this money and you know you can make a movie, why wouldn't you shoot for what you can do and not for... something you know you can't pull off
0: yeah so like with that being I guess said that's you,
1: my um
0: the 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 people the, that's i think it's two guys that did uh the evil dead remake um that they had a short film out there and sam Raimi saw it he's like i want you guys like to do this like and i know again we're talking about someone that like all their life they they, they grew up wanting to play football and they end up become a quarterback in the nfl i get that that's the long shot scenario i get that like however don't you still put your best foot forward and have that out there, uh, like the person who ended up directing Mama and ended up doing, um, was it it? That was it, right? Yeah, yeah. It. In I've fact, not yeah. seen Mama. So. Yeah, but I think it's the same guy. But he did a short was film,
1: it Andy Machetti.
0: Yeah, it's it. Yes, uh, he did a short film that was French, that was like the the short take on Mama, and then that got done because I think Del Toro found him, and then it kind of got his way in. Like, I, I like I'm just saying like. Like, take, take your idea, even if it's a ridiculous thing like the VelociPastor, shine it till it gleams and show what you are capable of doing. Like, even if it's like a three minute thing, just like if you leave people wanting and show that you could put a polish and shine on this, that's a good thing. Like, I think it's a really good thing. Like, um, I understand it's different when I mentioned, like, take this money, make a comic. I get it. But it's like, if you're passionate about a story and realize that you don't have the budget to do everything, like there's literally a point in this film where supposedly you see a, a humpback T-Rex, whatever it is like fighting ninjas and it is one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life because it's like, it's just bad and it's mm-hmm. like, it's bad on purpose and that doesn't make it fun. You know, it does not make it fun to me. Um, however, I can see in every scene of this film that everybody there on the set was probably having a time of their lives. They're probably thought this is the funniest thing ever. So I'm not going to take that away from them where it's like, dude, we had this dinosaur out there and it was bad and we're fighting with ninjas and we had fun. And then our mom got us juice boxes and orange slices and it was great. Like, I just, I feel like you could see that they had a good time making this. That's not translated with the final product. And that's where I get frustrated with this. And I know I'm sounding very serious and very much on high horse and people can throw rocks at me and that's fine.
1: Um, we'll all gather together and throw rocks at yeah but Paul. six
0: feet apart from each other it's fine uh, and don't touch your eye and then touch the rock please don't do that um I feel like and it's still it still is happening that there's people that have a passion that don't know that they don't have the means to make the ends happen so they try I will always take the effort I like like um I've shown you the film dangerous men did I show you dangerous men yes you did and. Th- there's a lot there that is left to be desired, but you can tell that the director, Josh rad willed this thing into existence. And it, it makes sense if you keep zooming back, but like, Oh, the story falls through, but he shot this over like 20 years and different actors. And he would like come up with dialogue to bridge stuff together. And it is terrible, but there's like this, this earnestness to, we're going to drag this across the finish line that you have to respect. Like, like I don't know. Like, I feel like Dangerous Men never winks at you. Like, this is the film that Josh Rad wanted to make. It's not great. And it's utterly hysterical for all the wrong reasons. There's a butt knife in that film, for goodness sakes. Meaning, someone hides a, a, a knife in like their butt cheeks and they pull it out the last minute, stab somebody. It's amazing. But they thought that was going to be a good gotcha moment in the right. film, but it's not great. Like, I feel like I don't know. I, I, maybe it's like, you know, like people that they, they believe that they're like, you know, wine snobs and like, Oh, I can taste the the vintage and the year and all this. Like, I feel like these movies, it's like, Oh no, no, you got to pour a little bit and like just move it around in the glass a little bit. Just let it, let it, let the air hit it and smell it. And like, and the Velociraptor doesn't pass that smell test for me. And it's frustrating. It's frustrating to me because there's legitimate people out there making legitimate content that are putting their heart and soul into it, and not because they're making bad things, but they're trying to make good things that people aren't paying attention to because these guys are winking at the camera being like, we couldn't afford a car blowing up. That's frustrating to me.
1: Yeah, I... I... (laughs) So... I have a couple thoughts about that. One is, is that you don't know what you don't know, and you can only... Unless you try, you're not going to find out. So I would never disparage anybody from, from trying to do something that they have passion for. Uh, I know and it's it's weird because I feel like the more and more I learn about trying to do a comic book, I feel like the worse I get. Um, and maybe that's because I'm I'm focusing on things that I wasn't focusing on before, and it's like trying to keep everything perfectly in balance, and it just falls apart. But I, you know, the more I learn, I feel like the more I realize that I just didn't know what I didn't know. On that same topic, um, I wanted to watch last night after I finished Velociraptor. It made me want to rewatch the movie. Have you ever seen American movie? Yes. Okay. Uh, For those of you who have not seen American Movie, uh, it's about these two guys from, I believe, Minnesota, um, who are trying to get a low-budget horror movie made called Coven. Coven, uh, Because Coven sounds like oven, and that just doesn't work for him. Um, With that, though, that movie, that guy kind of got some fame with it. I remember watching him on David Letterman. He was doing uh, bits for Letterman for a while. And it's a funny movie. It's a very funny movie. (laughs) There's a scene in that movie where they're setting up uh, what's supposed to be a guy's head going through a cabinet door, um, but they really didn't rig it right. And it's just him bashing the guy's head into this (laughs) cabinet door, and it's not breaking. Um, It's those types of things. But like, that's a guy who clearly has been trying to do something for a very long time and trying to make a movie. And I honestly, I still don't know if it ever came out. Um if he ever finished Coven,
0: um, I know he ended up putting out a documentary later. Okay. Uh, but I don't know if if, if Coven—that's not rhyming with Oven—ever came out.
1: And what's weird about that is, is that uh, when I wanted to watch it last night and I couldn't find it streaming anywhere. Apparently, there's um, uh, Kathy looked it up and she's like, uh, "There's uh, there's some sort of like rights issue with the movie right now or whatever." So like, it's this the, is just the, another the nice...
0: makers the makers of ovens have taken a,
1: a well what I was going to say was that it's uh, another reminder of like physical media. If I'd have bought American movie on DVD, yeah, I would be able to watch that movie as opposed to uh, trying to find it streaming and not being able to. Um, but it's funny to be like, Oh, it's funny. You know, they're kind of failing in some ways at doing this. Ha ha ha. But like, I can't begrudge that guy for going after his dreams now there's some things that he does that aren't real great just from a perspective of a financial aspect like he's <laughs> at the beginning of the movie he's i very vividly remember him talking about his bills and how uh you know he can't pay his bills and th- he ends up getting a new credit card and he's like yes yeah
0: it was funny because they're digging through the mail and he's like a new one It's like yeah, after, yeah
1: it's like yep it's like oh yeah. that's that's rough but um You know, I don't know that those guys, you know, do you hold them at the same level as the people who are making Velociraptor? Because I haven't seen Coven, but I don't know that it's going to be good. But, man, that documentary is great. So, like...
0: But, again, he has a vision, and he may not be the best equipped to make it. mm -hmm. He's going to try to muscle its way through, which I guess you would argue that these guys that made the Velociraptor did as well. However... I believe, um, what's his name, like Mark Rorschach or whatever his name is, something like that. I believe that he believed that he was going to make this, and he treated the whole thing as like completely serious. There's, yeah. I will take heart and earnestness over uh, irony. Um, with that being said, though, there is a film from a few years ago uh, called Black Dynamite that is done by, um, oh, shoot, uh, the actor that played Spawn, um, Michael, Michael J. J. White. White. And it's, it's a love letter to like the seventies black exploitation films. And he plays the character of black dynamite. And it's, it's very much like that saturated, like, like look of the film from the seventies and it's all ridiculous. And it uses some stock footage of like car chases and things, but it's like, he, he knows why he loves it, but he's able to still tell this movie that if you've not watched a black exploitation film that you get why this is funny. And like, there's bits where like, uh, boom, Mike's dick, dick, dig, dip into the, like the screen and whatever. And there's weird edits and those were all purposefully planned. So, but there is like a love to it. That is like, this is why I love this film. And I'm going to tell the story of a guy who's a karate master that, uh, you know, that's going around helping the, like the locals and the kids but also trying to combat this government conspiracy to put a uh, drug in uh, malt liquor that causes people's penises to shrink. It's, it's a really fun movie, and it's, like, ridiculous. Um, and it's, like, there, there's, a, there's a difference between paying homage and making it a love letter and having fun with it as opposed to being, like, I don't know what's going to fit here. Awkward laughing? Like, again, I'm comparing... Two different things together, two different levels of competency, two different levels of craftsmanship. I get it. And I'm, probably budget. Absolutely. Yeah. you know. No, no. But I don't know. Like, I feel like, again, where I guess I land on this stuff is like, if you can't do it this way, then what's the best way to get your story out there? And like, if I gave you $35,000 right now to make a science slasher film, how good do you think that would look?
1: Well, being that I've never directed a movie, um and have no experience, probably not great.
0: Yeah. But it might be like able to be streamed on a streaming services because it exists. You know, that's working at blockbuster in its last days and then finding out in hindsight that blockbusters, what gave birth to the asylum in the sense that we started giving them money to put out their pieces of shit films that are like these mockbusters because like the grandmother would come and be like well I don't know it's next on a train it's the same thing and like and I don't know why they sound like this but that's what they sound like
1: I have here honey go rent the transmorphers
0: yeah yeah or transmorphers Two: fall of man you know whatever uh, it's like you when you know something's being specifically made just to make money which I guess is true of every single thing there's no soul to it. And I guess I'm conflicted over this, this film because you can tell that they were earnest in the sense that they want to get it completed, but they also are like, who gives a shit? We'll just make, you know, like people will be on the joke. I don't think that's the way to go with this. I don't think that's the way to go with anything where it's like, if you're going to make it, then make it the best you can. And, 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 and when comedy is, is, is the easiest thing to always toss off and be like, well, it's supposed to be this way. It's like, it's not earned
1: yeah i i will say you know as much as i'm trying to have a serious conversation about this film and my thoughts as somebody who's trying to do something creative in his own right um my i watched in preparation for this over the weekend i forgot to mention this i watched uh tammy and the t-rex which i'd never seen before but there's a never seen that there's a um Version of the movie, I guess, when it was released, it was released PG-13. There's a gorier version of it, mm-hmm. which now Shudder has. I think Vinegar Syndrome put it out. Yeah. And now uh, Shudder has it. So I watched that in preparation for uh, for watching The Velocipaster. Oh. And my review of uh, Tammy and the T-Rex on Letterboxd was simply, comedy is really hard, <laughs> and this movie proves it. And well, it's Paul Walker in it, right? It's Paul Walker. It's niece Richards. Yeah. Um, Buck Flowers, who I think is uh, in a lot of John Carpenter movies. Um, he plays a cop. There's a couple other actors in there that I think were from other movies. Oh, um, the the uh, Bernie from Weekends at Bernie's. Um, oh, okay. He's in there. Terry Kaiser, I think his name is. Uh, long story short, it was painfully unfunny. Um, and I had no problem shitting on that. But, like, I'm trying to find... I'm working oh, that's really fine. hard to no, find... You, don't have, you know no, what I mean? I just... So, it's it's just that thing of, like, where do we draw the line of, of you know, what we will accept and what we won't? Um, I don't know. I... I I struggle with it because I when we started the movie last night we got ten minutes in and my wife looked at me and she's like what and I'm like I'm just I already know that I'm gonna have a tough time talking about this tomorrow, yeah. And uh, for a
0: movie that's 75 minutes long, I got 15 minutes in because for whatever reason I hit pause and I was like we're
1: only 15 minutes into this. Like (laughs) like, like, why?
0: Like it was so like I checked the time four times in this thing and it's not a long runtime, but it it when it drags it drags like just you
1: know. (laughs) You know, I I think another example of this is uh, a movie called Hobgoblins, uh, which uh, was done on uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 in the 90s. And it had a sequel, I think in the last like five to ten years, but it was predicated based solely on the fact that people learned about it from Mystery Science Theater 3000. And I guarantee you they weren't trying to make a good movie. They were trying to make a Hobgoblins 2 so that it could be... Made fun of, yeah. Be made fun of. So, I, I take your point on that as well. Yeah. So,
0: all right. Um. Yeah. Velocipasture. I guess your mileage may vary. Uh, it came up short for me. Frustrated again. I, I will never tell anybody to not try to make something. and I will never tell anybody to get the money to make something. I will unless say, it's a bomb. Yeah. Yeah. You that, know, that, or yeah, something that's going to hurt people. That, that's so. fair. And I feel like Velocipasture will hurt people. But, so, <laughs> uh, no, I just so like sometimes there is good bad. And sometimes there's bad, bad, and I guess it's up to the. It, it, well, there's no guessing. It is up to the individual what they want. It just frustrates me that if people are like, "Oh, we'll watch the Lost Pasture," I'm like, I have such delights to show you. Like, let if you're gonna dip to your toes into this, let me show you like some amazing things. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot more good bad to be had. Not rhyming intended. If this is if you feel like this is your jam. Let me show you some of the wonderful things that we can watch. You know, yeah.
1: I mean, your um, example of Neil Breen. I mean, I fully believe that guy thinks he's making the greatest cinema ever made. I feel like he feels that like he has the only a thing message. That keeps
0: me watching his stuff because it's utter garbage, but he believes it, and it makes it amazing. Right? Yeah. Like, that's all there is to it, because otherwise there's no reason to come to to those movies other than thinking he believes he has a message, he believes he's attractive to women, like, and, like, (laughs) and, and that's it, right, so... Yeah, all right. I'm sure this is not a subject that we we'll, uh, we will not revisit because I'm sure we'll revisit it again because like you know it's it's in me uh, like like much like a the spirit of the dragon warrior AKA of Pastures inside me. I'm sure we'll revisit some uh, bad movies that are trying to be bad on purpose. Uh, Steve and I keep circling an Amazon series. Sorry, it's a, s- a series of movies that's on Amazon Prime called Bad Ben. We keep circling that. Yeah, it looks like horse shit, but we want to go to it so bad. <laughs> it's like, what if Paranormal Activity had an even lesser budget? <laughs> we keep circling it. We keep circling. There's three of them. There's like the Bad Ben, Badder Ben, and then like a prequel. Like, so who knows? We can. Maybe. We maybe. Maybe we'll, maybe get, we'll to get to it. it. Yeah but yeah. So, all right. Uh, that's going to do it for our talk about that. I hope you guys, if you've watched lost pastors share your, uh, thoughts and feelings with us, if not, if there's other good, bad movies that you think we should take our time to watch, let us know on our Facebook page. It's Invasion of the podcast. We have a blog where I've written about a lot of bad, bad and good, bad movies on there as, you know, as well. I keep talking about, uh, shake hands with the devil. It's, uh, I, maybe. I have time now, so maybe I'll get to it. Like, like, Paul, you have no excuses to write for the blog. You literally are walking from one, one room to the other. <laughs> I don't know. We'll get there. So it's evasionthepodcast.com. There's plenty of blog stuff up there already. Uh, you can find us wherever you get your your um, podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Music, Podbean, Stitcher. If you could, Wherever you listen to our podcast, please rate and review us so other people can hear our insight, insightful and in-depth discussions about the of Pastor. That's what we would really appreciate.
1: And Steve, how can people find you? You can find me at the Saturday Night Slasher.com. You can find me online at both Facebook and Instagram at the Saturday Night Slasher. Uh, you can find my comic book, The Saturday Night Slasher, if you want to buy a copy at the Art of the Slash on Etsy. And then supposedly it hasn't been canceled yet, but uh, we uh, have our first convention com- appearance coming up uh, this This year coming up in April at CoronaCon at uh, (laughs) the Gem City uh, Um, Comic Con in uh, wonderful Dayton, Ohio. It's the last weekend in April. Everything around that date has like shifted, and they're like the only show that I've noticed that hasn't moved yet. So for right now, we're still planning on being there. Uh, We'll keep you updated and let you know what happens. Perfect.
0: All right, let's just get on to our box office barometer. Time to play the game! Time to play the game! (laughs) All right. In honor of the VelociPasture, which was released in 2018, I figured we would do a box office barometer for 2018, which was so long ago.
1: Yay. Uh, I forgot things that happened (laughs) yesterday. Right? So that's 2018. um, Yeah.
0: Normally what we do is we pick like the 50th like the grossing movie of the year and then we ask above and below. I'm going to do that, but there might be a couple here I'm going to ask you which you did better because it's like it's kind of funny to me only 2 years removed we're going to be like I don't know what happened, right? right? So <laughs> uh the number 50th movie was a film called Blockers which has John Cena in it, Ike Baron Um it was like a sex comedy which I meant to get to cause just just be just because of a carosaur sex comedies no. I just I think John Cena is actually pretty funny and he actually has kind of a presence. So yeah. I was hoping to see him kind of like flex and do something a little different than just be like, you know, it, like he's in that Bumblebee film, which I've not watched yet. Like I know he's supposed to be like one of the bad guys in that, but like, I would just like to see him actually just be something other than like a, like a muscle bound monkhead. Like I guess, cause that'd be an easy way to cast someone like him. Uh, but with the rock doing well, like why can't John Cena do well as well? I guess I don't. Know, that's, not, that's me defending him. I don't know why, but I like John Cena. what I'm going to say
1: I have nothing on that. Have other you seen? Than,
0: have you seen Trainwreck? The yeah, scene?
1: yeah. He's funny in Trainwreck. <laughs> um, I don't think I've seen anything else with him, um, but uh, I don't know. There was something weird about that comedy that just I don't know. Like I, 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 that's I think fair. maybe maybe it was just the fact that it was you know we're so used to seeing the reverse of that, which is you know. The horny teenagers trying to get out, and this was, you know, the the parents trying to stop the horny teenagers. I don't know. That's fair. All right. So,
0: better or worse than Blockers, which was actually called Cock Blockers, but they had to change the title for release. Uh, I'll just say it made $60 million at the box office, which is surprising, so it did well for what it was. Wow. Uh, the Predator, better or worse? Worse. You're right. Predator did worse, which this kind of, like, as... As not great as that movie is, it should have done better, because it was a Predator film by Shane Black. You know, yeah. With, I, Fred Decker. I
1: don't hate that movie. I, I don't hate I, it either. I feel like people are really too hard on that movie. It's a Predator movie, but, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it's the best movie. I'm not even saying it's the best Predator movie. I'm just saying that, you know.
0: Uh, The Shape of Water. When in Best Picture, better or worse?
1: God, I would hope better. But there's part of me that feels like it's worse. It did worse.
0: It did worse than Cockblockers. It uh, it only made uh, forty eight million at the box office. So that's, oh, that's uh, crazy. Yeah. Um. Let's see here what do we got here. The
1: Meg. Oh, the Meg had to do better. It did do better. One hundred forty five million. God, I saw that in the theater. <laughs> My wife is all about sharks and shark movies and. Uh, like last night, we watched uh, 47 Meters Down, Uncaged, which is... Uh, the sequel? The sequel. No. Um, Not 48 Meters Down? No. And, uh, I mean, it was okay. Um, it was competently made. Uh, it was, you know, clearly had a better budget than Velociraptor. I was going to say, it was a better but, than uh... Velociraptor. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you see shark puppets like just come through like like. uh the first one i actually for because i'm not a huge shark guy you know um or at least that genre of film um i i was kind of intrigued by the first one i thought it was very interesting and it took me in a direction that i didn't see it going and uh this one not so much uh (laughs) so um, I had a point with that. Oh, The Meg. Uh, so we had to see The Meg in the theater because my wife was all excited about it. And I was like, I know this movie's going to suck. And again, I shouldn't shit on it because I'm sure somebody loves The Meg out there. But it was just not my cup of tea. Paddington 2. Better. Worse. Really? Yeah. Weren't people like, all about They loved Paddington? the first
0: Paddington. Yeah. This only made $40 million plus. You know? Wow. Yeah. Uh, that surprises me um the first purge better or worse the cock blockers which I guess in a way would be kind of a first purge
1: I'm gonna say better it did do better 69
0: million nice
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I bought the first three purge movies when that one came out because mm-hmm. there was a sale on voodoo I think it was like 10 bucks for all three. And I still have not watched them. My wife's already burned through all well, – um, she, a year ago, probably burned through all when, of them. But... When
0: El Goro covered them on Talk Without Rhythm, I decided to sit down and finally watch the first two. Mm-hmm. Uh, first one's not bad. Like, interesting idea. The second one uh, is uh, Anarchy. Yeah, it's the second one. It has Frank Grillo in it. Awesome. Like okay. You could tell, like, they got a little bit more money and they actually expanded, like, what The Purge was supposed to be. And it's, it's goddamn Frank Grillo. You got Crossbones in there. Like – who I still want to lobby as much as Barenthal is. I love John Barenthal. Frank Grillo needs to be the Punisher. Like, that just, my God. Like, you watch, if you watch Anarchy and view him as the Punisher, as Frank Castle the entire time, the movie's great. I've not watched uh, Election Year or The First Purge yet, but everything shows me that, like, it's actually kind of, like, a worthy franchise. Like, I didn't think it would have legs.
1: It's got a TV series, too, now. Yeah,
0: I mean... That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> but yeah, like, my big fat Greek wedding eye TV series, you know, that didn't. Uh, I just think like, it's.
1: A, I think the difference is I think it had a successful TV series. <laughs> maybe more apt. Yeah. Uh, all
0: right. Uh, Pacific Rim Ups, right. Pacific Rim Uprising. Better or worse than Blockers?
1: I'm going to say it did better.
0: N- slightly worse. Okay. Yeah. That movie didn't perform all that well and it wasn't that great. I liked it, but. It felt like a Netflix original movie version of Pacific Rim, which I know you've not seen the original. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Here I, I is own
1: it. I just haven't gotten around to watching it.
0: Uh, the House with the Clock on its Walls. The Eli Roth directed Family Fun Film in wow. the vein of Spielberg. Spielberg. With the Jack Black,
1: I actually I actually was kind of intrigued by that movie, and I still would like to check it out at some point because it's it's nice to see Eli Roth trying something different. Um,
0: yeah, and I have no problem with like that kind of spooky family yeah. thing, you know. Like I'm good. Give kids like a horror film that can not horror, but you know, like with some horror elements.
1: Yeah, I feel like that movie didn't do very well when it came out. So I'm going to say worse. Did better. Oh, okay. Uh, Sixty eight
0: million. So. Um, You know, more people saw the house with the clock in the walls as opposed to the house with the cock in the walls, which would be blockers. So, uh, tag that film with like the All Star cast. You got your, uh, got your Hawkeye, you got your Don Draper, you got your guy from Office in the Hangover films, Ed Helms in that.
1: I so wanted to love that movie. It's okay. Yeah, I've Uh, I've not seen it. It's okay, but what's unfortunate is, is that it is based on uh real life events the these guys who've been keeping this game going for like years and years and years but there's the credits there's footage of them tagging each other like they start videotaping themselves so like like one dude's in the shower and like <laughs> he gets tagged and and you're like, wow, this would be an awesome documentary. And I bet you, and the footage was funnier than anything in that movie. So I just, I remember being like, wow, it's an okay movie, but I'm like, I bet you the documentary would be amazing. Um, so that being said, um, I'm going to say it did worse.
0: Uh, yeah, you're giving me an answer, and I looked away from it. So where did, where did it go? Because <laughs> I kept talking. No, 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 no. I just lost track. So uh, we have Blockers of 50 and Tag is, where did it go? <laughs> um son of a bitch i'm gonna find that here real quick because I, I was I was moving on to the next thing it was 54 so it did a little less than blockers yeah. uh, sorry i was just like yeah that's a good answer and i forgot where i found it at hereditary better than worse than blockers
1: i'm gonna say worse because it's uh
0: r-rated horror that's amazing yeah, yeah it was worse it did worse yeah 44 million Okay. I'm still mean it still beats 44 million, back. million yeah, for an a, is... A24 film. Yeah, yes. That's... Yeah. Uh let's see what else we got here. Uh, the remake of Death Wish, another Eli Roth film. Better oh, or worse. Oh
1: god, that movie is a slog. Ugh. <laughs> I watched that last year for uh, your canon when uh, Rich came on. He's like, oh, here, watch the, the remake. And He's he, lent yeah.
0: it to me, and I've watched I've watched the other Bronson Death Wish films. I've not watched that remake, and I've not seen Death Kiss with yeah. Charles Bronski or whatever his
1: name is. Death Kiss, I'll take over Death Wish. We'll put okay. it that way. Um, I feel like that movie flopped hard, too. It, I'm it gonna did say do worse. worse. Yeah,
0: it did do worse. Um, all right, let's see what else we got here. The Nun, better
1: or worse than... Uh, I'm going to say better. It did do better. It's, yeah. That's a franchise at this point, so it's got to be yeah. better.
0: 117 million.
1: 117 million, though. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. Uh, Skyscraper, the Dwayne The Rock Johnson actioner, in which he has a fake leg. In Um, which they show him jumping from one building or from a ladder, like like a ladder to the building, and his velocity does not match physics because everyone's like, "You jump like that, you're dropping straight down," mm -hmm. but somehow he's able to make the jump because it's Dwayne the Rock Johnson.
1: I really like the Rock. I (sighs) I like the Rock too. I I wish he would be in better movies. (laughs) I hate to say it, but (laughs) I just. Like
0: I would never not like him cuz he's an amazing person and he's a fun presence in movies but he's not always in the best movies.
1: Yeah. Um I feel like it did better. Yeah, 68 million. So
0: All right. Now let's do a couple more here and then we'll be we'll, we will be done. Uh
1: Let's see here. Ocean's 8. Oh wow. Um I I honestly don't know anyone who saw that movie, and I don't know how it did theatrically. Like, I have no idea. Um, I'm gonna say it did worse.
0: Uh, it did do better. Okay, uh, it's actually it made 140 million. So there you go.
1: Wow. Okay. So it's it is it
0: slightly better than Ready Player One, which I mean that doesn't that doesn't mean anything to me. I'm just throwing it out there. Um,
1: yeah. Well, that's good that it was successful. Yeah. I I just had no like I didn't hear anything about it, and then um. Did El Gore- Goro cover it? He did. He all did right. So I guess I know it. one person who did. Um, but I'm trying to remember what his review was, if it was positive or not. He, I mean he, it's no, he usually
0: yeah, if I remember he was positive of that because it was paired up with the spy who um, was it oh the spy who dumped me? That was the name of the film. I wasn't a big fan of that oh, one. Oh, yeah. okay. Um all right, last one here Black Klansmen, better or worse than cock blockers.
1: Black Klansman is still on my list of movies to watch. Um, it's
0: amazing and also a sledgehammer of an ending. I'm gonna say it did worse. It did do worse forty eight million. So all right, there you go. So Steve does not understand the year twenty eighteen and the movies that came out. Neither did I. What, uh, some of what stuff... was number one that year? Number it had to one, be a Marvel like, movie. Do, it was, do you, you want it... to do um, do you wanna do the top ten? We'll do Yeah, do the top ten real quick. Actually, you know, we'll do... number one, Black Panther. Okay. Well Number two, Infinity War. Okay. Uh, number 3, Incredibles 2. So Disney all the way there. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom was number 4. Okay. Deadpool 2 was number 5. Dr. Seuss's The Grinch the animated version was number 6. Jumanji, there you go, that's a rock film. Welcome to the Jungle was 7. Mission Impossible Fallout, which I know with your favorite running man, Tom Cruise, <laughs> which is funny cuz you you have Did you see Ghost Protocol? Did we watch that for the The episode, or was it just through, um, not Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation. Did you watch Rogue Nation in preparation for?
1: I feel like I did. Yeah. Is that the one that starts with him flying or hanging outside the plane? Yeah.
0: so you need to see Fallout. Fallout's great.
1: I know know
0: you've already watched five of them. You can watch another (laughs) one. That's
1: great.
0: Number nine, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, Solo was number 10, a Star Wars story. Number 11 was Venom. So I just want to put that in there because that movie made $213 million. Uh, 12 stars born 13 aquaman 14 bohemian rhapsody 15 was a quiet place and i still own that and i have not opened it yet and i need to watch it
1: okay uh, now it's probably not the time to watch quiet place but um <laughs> i would highly recommend it and i am very excited to see the sequel um
0: they sell quarantine in uh, yeah. that, right? <laughs>
1: um, I, I got stuck on one of the movies that you mentioned, though that I was surprised by. Um, solo? Was it Solo? No, it wasn't Solo. <laughs> Mission Impossible. Oh, it was Bohemian Rhapsody. I didn't know. Bohemian Rhapsody is just not that great. Like I, it's an okay movie. Like I, I it's great music, and that's probably what it is. People are like,
0: "Oh, I know that thing."
1: Yeah, I, I just. I don't know. I was kind of disappointed uh, in it. I think there, there are a lot of better autobiotic or, or autobiographical yeah. films. Yeah, yes, autobiographical. That are, yeah, that are out there than uh, than that. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm done ranting. It's the end of the episode. Just <laughs> just turn the mic off. I should have been cut off 15 minutes ago.
0: Yeah, whatever. Hey. We're only at an hour and 45, so we got another good 45 minutes to go before <laughs> we're done here. So, yeah. All right. That's going to do it for this week. Next week, I was going to look this up stealthily, and I completely forgot, is our year of animation. And we're going to be watching because, you know, since we watched The Secret of m why not? I, we, we we believe Secret of NM was 1982, right? Did I, did I I'm pretty up?
1: sure it was eighty-two. Yeah, I'm going to it It was the up. same year as E.T. You're was probably 82? right. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think so. I don't know. Uh it was 82. So we're gonna stick with the year 1982, and we're gonna get more fantasy, um, but also more music from the band America. We're gonna be looking at 1982's The Last Unicorn, uh, which Steve has never seen. He had never heard of this film until I mentioned it to him. Uh so you have Alan Arkin, I didn't realize he was in this, Jeff Bridges, Mia Farrow, uh, Robert Klein. I mean, we all know who he is. I mean, I remember Robert Klein, he's kind of a funny guy, uh, Angela Lansbury, Christopher Lee, Keenan Wynn. Uh, Rene Auberjonal, is that how you say his last name? You got Odo in this. Um, yeah, so you got like a lot of known people and a soundtrack by America, but it is a fantasy film. It is from 1982. It is animated. We're covering it next week. Uh, yeah, all I remember about this is the one magician that can't quite do magic, but he kept saying, magic, magic, do as you will. And yeah, that's all I
1: remember about this film. As long as he's a better wizard than the wizard in Wizard, we'll be good. I, I feel like this... <laughs> I feel like
0: no matter what we watch, it's going to be better than Wizards. <laughs> Come at me. It's fine. So, all right. So, everybody, have a safe week. Have a secluded week. I hope you guys have enjoyed our conversation. Uh, we will keep going as best we can. If that means Steve has to uh, self-quarantine away from me, that's uh, we will deal with it accordingly. I prefer not,
1: but safety first. Right? so that's what they say i I, that's somebody's motto that's somebody's. somebody's.
0: (laughs) so yeah have a good week have a safe week and in the meantime um i don't know um don't don't Velocipaster.
1: i don't know or do i don't know make up your own mind